This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. So today the letter is B, and B is for boobs, balls, and booty. Joining me again today to talk about boobs, balls, and booty is Raylene Toskoski. Raylene developed her company, Sex Ed Stand Up Comedy, in living rooms throughout New England. And for 12 years, she's educated women about how their bodies work and why they work that way. And along the way, she's gained some hilarious universal truths and insights that leave her guests roaring with laughter and a sense of relief that it's not just me. Stand-up comedy sex ed's all about taking the living room on the road and letting everyone hear what they've been talking about in private. Hey, how are you? Welcome. So... Where are we going to start? Should we start with boobs? We should start with boobs. It's a great place to start. So let's what talk is that, boobs. Is that first base? Second base. Second first base? base yeah. It's been a long time, but in my day, first base was kissing. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So if that's, uh, that's second base, third base is petting? Fingering. Fingering. Okay. Yeah. And then for so then I'm guessing just being in the outfield is when we get to booty. <laughs> I guess so. I have no idea. So um, boobs. Boobs is always an interesting um, topic, I think, because um, because boobs have that real dual function. I mean, boobs are so so um, such a common area to be objectified in women you know boobs are a big thing you know we've got um even when you don't have full nudity there are lots of places where you'll have boobs so over here we've got page three girls you know about that in a couple of yeah so in a couple of newspapers um it's a topless girl oh okay every week there's a page three girl you know um and so that's a let's show off the boobs (laughs) Oh, right. that's so funny. Over in uh, in the catalog for the product that I sell and our lingerie page, all of the nipples are uh, airbrushed out. So, like, we have a uh, fishnet stocking head-to-toe yep. outfit where you would yep. reasonably be able to see nipples through it, but they're, um, they're erased. You can't even see so the nipples. I- you know, here it is. I find this again. This is again, you know, America's weird relationship um, with sex and bodies. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, over here we don't have any quirks, but but America has a particularly strange relationship with sex and bodies. True. Like, so nipples, which, okay, we've got, like I said, that weird juxtaposition between huge sexual things, so we need to black out the nipples, and breastfeeding. Amen. Yeah. And people get upset and they're like, that's not, I don't understand the upsetness with the breastfeeding. I mean, maybe because I was breastfed and I breastfed and my kids all breast, my daughter breastfed. I I don't get it. I can see the difference between a sexual breast and a feed breast when it's happening. (laughs) There's a huge difference. There's nothing sexual about a baby eating. Right. And I don't understand why women's nipples are so upsetting, but men's nipples are not. And I've certainly seen men with boobs big enough that they should have that shit covered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God help me. Yes. You know, it's a funny one to me because it was, it's, it's again, this kind of Eve temptress sort of thing, right? Right. Um, you know, Eve's the one who took a bite of the forbidden fruit. And then t- 
talked him into the forbidden fruit, right? That it's, it's, so it's that whole thing and that objectifying again. So the difference is that men and other women, because of the way they've been socialized, can't see boobs for what they are there for. Right, right. right. They weren't there for sex. Their initial primary purpose is feeding all mammals, mm-hmm. have boobs, you know, mammal, female, all mammals that do the birthing of the babies have boobs to feed the babies. I have never been turned on by a set of udders in my entire life. Me I've seen some pretty nice looking boobs. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it's different. So, so, we're, so there's this objectifying that goes on. Right. Which is why people get upset about the feeding because they, they're still objectifying. They can't get past that. I, I, I really feel for women. I, I breastfed my son for um, seven months and then I got a, an infection. And so I had to have antibiotics. So end of breastfeeding. Um, and I breastfed, I did some mixed feeding because I, um, I was 39 when I had him and I didn't produce as much milk as I had hoped. And he was hungry. He was big. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was. He was um, 21 inches long and eight pounds, seven ounces. And I'm five foot three inches tall. And I've got a f- less than a f- foot. So I've got like about eight, seven inches between the bottom of my rib cage and the top of my hip. Ouch. Yeah, it was not easy at the end of the pregnancy. And he had this really big head and he got stuck. So we had to have a C-section. <laughs> oh, no. you know, I mean, it was definitely the end of the pregnancy was not great. Um, but um, I... My, because I was the main breadwinner in the family, and then the only breadwinner in the family, um, I went back to work seven weeks after the C-section because somebody had to pay the fucking bills. Right. And I was giving evidence. At the time, I was doing a lot of family court work, and I had to give evidence in court. Now, you will remember from being a mother that that during that period and, and while you're still breastfeeding certainly in the beginning and there's a lot of different hormones and oxytocin is making you bond 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 but it also makes you fuzzy mm-hmm. in the brain so i had to give evidence in court and the judge in the case was really old i think he's like in his late 70s and he spoke slowly and wrote slowly oh that would drive me crazy well and i was desperate to answer a question quickly because otherwise by the time I got to the end of the sentence, I couldn't remember what the beginning of the sentence was, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had mommy brain. So I remember going in there and I brought my um, uh, pump and stuff because the baby was, I wasn't going to bring the baby away for an eight hour day. Right. So there I was pumping so that I could, right. So I could feed him milk when I got home. And, um, and the judge was like, where's the baby? Like he had some weird idea. I was going to breastfeed the baby in the, in the room. They didn't have a breastfeeding room then. So they right. gave me like a quote family room and, but they put a sign on the door so nobody would walk in so I could pump. And he was like, but where's the baby? Where's the infant? You know? And he was totally confused that actually what I was doing was using a breast pump, not having an infant. <laughs> it was hysterical. So the whole thing around boobs, but I, you know, I think, um, and believe it or not, we're not long for break. And I think one of the things about this juxtaposition, this kind of, um, this divide, I think that adds into women not looking after themselves and not being careful around breast cancer and not doing the regular checks that they should. Um, I think that... that I, do, would you agree? I think that has an impact, that kind of whole objectification. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't 100% know how I would feel about that. Um, I am one of those people who just, I, I never get my mammograms when I'm supposed to. And my doctor's <laughs> always yelling at me. Um, and, I, and I told her, I said, listen, we don't have any breast cancer in my family. There's no history of it. And I'm not a trendsetter. I don't think breast cancer is going to be the thing that takes me out. Right. Um, I guess I, I did... think... Go ahead. Did, so th- she gives you a hard time. She does give me a hard time. And uh, the last time I went in, uh, now I have really dense 
breasts. Yes. So I'm oh, I oh, every time I have Arthur's. to go through extra treatments. And right. uh, the last one, they found some calcifications. And I'm like, they're always there. So I had to go and uh, have a, uh, a needle biopsy done. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but I got some material out of it. Uh, first of all, have you ever had one? Yes. All right. It's because they lay you down on this table and your breasts fall through the table. Right? And then they give you a sideways mammogram. And then they drill a little hole through the side of your breast to get, you know, what they're looking for. Um, and they n- numb it up, right? Yeah. Which is great. It's, you know, like when you leave the dentist office and half your face is falling, that's like how my breast was afterwards. And was waiting for the uh, radiation tech to come back in and tell me everything was okay. And I'm just, I'm holding my breast like it's a baby kitten, right? Right. <laughs> and I'm petting it and I'm tweaking its little nose because it's numb and I'm not paying attention. <laughs> And then the radiologist comes back in, looks at me, and I realize that I'm literally just squeezing my nipple. (laughs) She looks at me, and I'm like, it's okay. I'm a comedian. This is all going on. This is all material. So we're we're about two minutes away from break. When we get back, we're going to do a little bit more on boobs. Like, I mean, I am going to. Yes, I am going to remind all of you that it's really important to check your breasts. And it is really important to go and do that regular thing of going in um, and having your mammogram. And I'll tell the story of what happened when I had a breast infection because, you know, this is uh, definitely a part of having breasts. Right. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, it's um, – I still find the split really very odd. And maybe some people will have some things to say um, and will write in or phone in, and we'll be back after a couple of words from our sponsors. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Are you fed up with reaching outside yourself for an inner solution? The next diet, the next few pounds to lose, the next drink, the next shopping spree. Tune in to Already Enough with host Kelly Backert. You'll hear tips about how to stop endless searching for an outward solution to an inner condition. Get helpful tools about food, body, self-care, stress management, mental health, and how to live your best life. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This is part two for B, and B is for 
boobs, balls, and booty. And I am with Raylene Taskowski again today, talking boobs at this point. So um, before the break, I said I would tell my boobs story. Um, I ended up with a breast infection from um, a cut. And um, unfortunately, it was a fairly stubborn one. So I had um, to have surgery done twice, like minor surgery, drain it twice. The first time it had swelled up and I was um, in North Carolina, which was where I was living at the time. I had to go to the hospital because it swelled up real big. And of course, they give you a local anesthetic. Um, and they give you a local anesthetic. And the, the young um, red, um, the young resident starts to cut into my breast. And I say, ow, that hurts. And he says, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and I said, that must have been awful. Right? No, it doesn't. You're numb. I say, I am not fucking numb. And he said, but I gave you, and I said, well, I'm not numb. So he gave me another shot, waited a couple of minutes, started to cut into me, and I'm like, ow, that hurts. And he's like, no, it doesn't. You're imagining it. So I got a little bit annoyed because he kept cutting. And I reached down and I grabbed him by the balls. <laughs> and I squeezed. And he said, ow, that hurts. And I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Which point he got the idea. And I let go and he stopped and I said, you yeah, now you're going to go get the consultant because I'm not letting you touch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the ultimate in mansplaining right there. No, yeah. your breast does not hurt as I'm cutting it. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't I've feel it. everything correctly. <laughs> That's right. So you must be numb. <sighs> can help. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, again, you know, uh, again, I will remind people how terribly important it is to get yourself checked out. Um, and it needn't be a chore. I mean, you can do your breast exam, self-examination, your, you know, self by yourself, or you can do it with a partner and make it fun. Yes. And sometimes if you do have a steady partner, it is good to do it with a partner because they're more likely to notice changes than you are. Yeah. One of my friends who did uh, wind up with breast cancer, her husband actually found it during not a routine exam just a routine like playing like foreplay and he was like uh you have a lump which i'm sure that was the end of that sexual experience yeah there was that sex is done now (laughs) yeah but then yeah she did have breast cancer and she went through the treatment and you know if she had done a a self-exam she may have found it earlier but i mean it's been 15 or 20 years now it's been 12, 12, 12 years. And she's fabulous. So they found her, found it early enough. They found it early enough. And so guys really every month, every month. And if you're, if you're not sure and you don't know what to do, there are all sorts of organizations that will help you out with that, that that give you reminders. And one of them here has, you know, ones that you can have reminder. You can hang in the shower that gives you all the steps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's not that difficult and it it really can save your life. Finding it early can be the difference between living and dying. Amen. And, you know, and, and of course, losing your boobs is often incredibly traumatic for women. And part of that comes from the whole objectification. Right. You know, that's one of the seats we see as our womanhood. Yep. Um, And so that can be an incredibly difficult thing to adjust to. Yeah. I had a a friend who literally had surgery this morning to have her breast implants taken out because Mm -hmm. she had uh, breast implant syndrome which I didn't realize was a thing until she posted it and uh, all kinds of things from anxiety to skin disorders, to sleep disorder, all of these lists and lists of things that come from having breast implants. And she, she's like, you know, it it was horrible growing up because she was, you know, flat as a board, you know, all the, all of the jokes that go with that. Um, And so she got the breast implants and she's had them for, probably eight years now. And she's like, I'm not looking forward to going back to being flat chested, but I am looking back to getting healthy. So, yeah, that's a really important point. Yep. There's that. I mean, mine are just getting longer and longer as time goes on. Well, that's the other thing I talk about, you know, you know, I need scaffolding now. Right. And once upon a time they stood up on their own. 
of course I was, and then they were smaller then because I, and that's the other thing, you know, my, my, my friend talks about, you know, when a woman gets pregnant and the titty fairy comes to town, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I was pregnant two weeks and I'd gone up a cup size already. And I went from a, a B cup to, I, I don't know what they call it in the U.S. Here, here it's an F. So I think it's a, tri- it's a triple D. Triple D. Yeah, yeah, I went from a B cup to a triple D because that's where I am. <laughs> and then, but then when I, then when I, you know, some people when they breastfeed they lose breast, yep. right? And other people don't. Um, and and you know, I breastfed and then and then after I lost the baby weight, although I didn't go back to where I was when right, uh, way pre baby, but I I lost the baby weight and um, but my breasts never returned to their normal state, so they stayed at a double D, you know. Excuse me. Um, and, um, you know, there was much rejoicing. <laughs> That's good. I always... My daughter, she went from like an A plus and she sits at a, a, a B. Maybe but I always say, you know, I always thought, you know, more than a handful is a waste or, you know, that the guys you say more than a handful and more than a mouthful is a waste. So I didn't really see the big deal about it. But apparently, you know, it's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. When my daughter was four, she asked that when it when she said, Mommy, when I grow up, will my boobs be long and stretchy like yours? <laughs> and that's like, the no, one that not, got A's. <laughs> yeah, not initially anyway, yeah, right? right? Not yeah. initially. Initially, they'll stand up by themselves. And then, right. you know, then gravity and hormone changes will take their toll. Exactly. I won't even get on top anymore. They're so long. I'm afraid if I let one go too fast, it'll be like a throat punch right to my husband. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, we're going to go from boobs to balls. Balls. Yeah, we're going to talk about balls. So listen, um, coincidentally, this week's episode is again sponsored by Ballsy. And yes, Ballsy know a lot about balls i would hope so well they do i mean their job is really you know making below the belt care um so that your man smells good and uh is fresh um which i don't know about you but for me that's really important right There, there is nothing better than a man that smells freshly cleaned yes um and they've got Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Masturbating with the shampoo does not count as no. washing your balls. <laughs> no, it absolutely does not count. So I would suggest you go and check out the products that Ballsy sells because these are actually deliberately made for taking care of your balls. The skin on a man's balls is the most sensitive skin on his body and they do get irritated and sweat collects there. So Ballsy's products use plant extracts and beautiful essential oils and have no nasty sulfates, parabens, or synthetic dyes to give them that clean, fresh smell. Um, You know, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And if you have not yet gotten a gift, instead of that boring tie, check out one of their gift sets. Um, You go over to ballwash.com. And my favorite gift set for Valentine's Day is the I'm Nuts About You set, which has their ball wash, nut rub. Nut rub is a solid cologne that'll keep his jewels and the rest of his body smelling fresh. So you can put it all over. And that comes in six fragrances. And there's a sack spray, which is a portable deodorizing spray, which I think is fab to have in a gym bag for a quick freshen up. The set RRP is $45, but my lovely listeners, you get 20% off if you use the coupon code A2Z20. So it's A-T-O-Z-20 at ballwash.com. So head on over there and check out the great products and give him a Valentine's Day present that will make him smile. Um, And something that will make you smile if you want to get really close to him, particularly if you're going to give him another Valentine's Day present and actually deliver some of the oral sex, right? You're going to give a blowjob. It's nice when they smell fresh and clean. (laughs) Just saying. Their website is killing me. (laughs) Their website's a riot. It is a lot of fun. It's absolutely a lot of fun. So it (laughs) is one of the things that I love. Um, Yeah. So, um, and girls, guys, don't forget the balls. 
You know, we're talking about the sensitive skin, but let's be clear about this. Don't forget the balls. The balls are also sensitive. Stimulating the balls, playing with the balls, playing behind the balls, Mm -hmm. all great stuff will have your man singing your praises. Take some time and pay some attention. That's another Valentine's treat you can give. Exactly. And guys, if you're going to shave your balls, give the girl a little warning because it's kind of unsettling when you reach down there and grab a little toddler nut sack instead of a hairy ball sack. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, whoa, what happened down there? What happened? I know. I know. Now, I know some guys shave their balls because they think it makes their dicks look bigger. I don't understand this, but Mm. whatever you like. And whatever brings you confidence is just fine. But yeah, do warn your partner. It's, it's a good idea to warn your partner major changes like that. Well, we're a couple of minutes from next break. When we get back, um, we may talk a little bit more about balls. And then we're going to talk a whole lot about booty. Ooh. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. And this week it is B for boobs, balls and booty. And I am with Raylene Taskoski again, and we are having a great time. So we were talking balls before the break. Um, And we did say, like, don't forget to play with the balls. Really sensitive, definitely arousing. Now, some guys have never really had their balls played with. So if your man is not familiar with this you may need to take it a little bit slow because it can feel a bit strange or different um and so you may want to be a little bit careful um and warn them before you put your mouth down there good advice you know because you you know people get like really freak out with new Mm -hmm. things sometimes so it's always a good idea to give somebody warning um 
Um, and also, you know, we think about um, oral sex, for example, as always being a great thing. Oh, of course, every man loves a blowjob. Well, I got to tell you, not every man loves a blowjob. Right. Um, as surprisingly, but true. And um, sometimes the reason that they don't is just because they're unfamiliar. But sometimes the reason they don't is they've had traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, whereas everybody can find it particularly difficult to talk to a partner about having been abused, I think women... Um, have, find it easier because there's um, a history of women speaking. Mm-hmm. Whereas men can find it um, unbelievably embarrassing to, to disclose that they were sexually abused um, or raped. And um, sometimes that's been part of sexual abuse. Oral sex has been part of sexual abuse. Yeah. And that will definitely put someone off the act. So, you know, it's always worth having the conversation and getting consent. <laughs> we did just get a comment <laughs> from an older man. Titties ain't the only thing that stretch with age. <laughs> oh no, we're all stretch that. with age too, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, we know. I mean, the first yeah, time I saw a set of balls was out of the shorts of uh, one of my friend's dads. <laughs> oh no, put that away. <laughs> Right. What, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, guys, you know, guys have the same problem there and they don't, you know, that that's when guys start wearing tighter underwear sometimes, I think, hold everything yeah. up or in. Um, but that's yeah. when they accidentally sit on their balls. <laughs> that doesn't happens. sound pleasant. <laughs> Sounds, and you can tell, you can tell if a guy has sat on his balls. You can tell from across the room because they go down and they pop right back up again and then they sit down much more gingerly. It's, <laughs> God, that's wonderful. But for me, it's hysterical. Yeah, well, you know, we have enough of the shitty things that happen to us that can they can have a thing. The occasional ball set. (laughs) An occasional ball set. (laughs) Lord, wonderful. (laughs) Right, so booty. Booty, I mean, there's so much with booty, isn't there? There's so much. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, I, for one, am a butt woman. I, and I mean that, and I like the look of them. I like the shape of them, and I like to grab onto them. Um, I, I don't think a day goes by where I don't touch my husband's butt three or four times a day. And the other day, he touched mine, and I was like, whoa, what the hell just happened there? Because he just, he's not like, uh, physical touch isn't his love language, but right. apparently it is. Like, I like to, and my girls... And, and they've asked me to stop, and I'm working very hard to stop. I love to smack their bottoms when they're walking by me. I love butts. So Right, so you're a butt woman. Um, I like asses. I definitely like asses. I definitely like butts. I What I remember um, for me is that there are huge cultural differences in what makes a good ass. True. Um, and when I was growing up, I had um, a bigger ass than my cultural group was accepted for my cultural group. So I attracted the attention of um, lots of black guys in, in when I would walk by because I had ass, which, mm-hmm. you know, in my, um, in, in, in my group, flat ass was coveted. Right, and I right. definitely have never had a flat ass. It just, right. <laughs> but now, but that was a lot of years ago now, you know, because, because of the publicity of, of having a nice round booty. I mean, women, Hello. <laughs> yeah. And women all augment their booty now. Right. Like when I was growing up, nobody augmented a booty, right? I actually have a friend who did have butt implants. Wow. Yeah. I always worry about implants, though, because like the implant breast implant syndrome is no joke. Um, and they're not really sure what what it's from. But they do believe that like the implant implants do leak even minor amounts. It's like, it, you know, that that. The the materials degrade over time. There's just the body degrades them, and they're because because when you have a foreign object in your body, your body will attack it on some level. It might only minorly attack it, but it might majorly attack it. And so they believe that some of this is your body going fuck this. This doesn't belong here. So this new kind of let's put implants wherever we can, lip implants, butt implants. I think actually long term is going to lead to problems. Oh, probably. You know, Probably. But, but I love a good shapely butt. I just, yep. I, 
I just do. I like them on girls. I like them on guys. I like butts. Yeah. My uh, youngest has her dad's butt. And uh, one day she was just like, I need to lose this butt. I'm so fat. And of course she's not, you know, like right. she's a perfect shaped person. And I was like, Sarah, you could stop eating now and you would starve to death and still have that ass. I said, you got stuck coming out. I mean, your head came out fine. But when that booty got caught, it was like, <laughs> she's like, mom, you're so gross. But it, I mean, I like a nice shaped butt. I'm not sure that's where you wanted to go when we were talking I about know, we're going but... wherever we wanted to be going wherever it goes. Remember, that's how we do this. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I mean, I seriously like a nice shape, but no joke. No joke. That's one of my favorite features when I'm looking physically. Definitely one of my favorite features. Yeah. But let's talk booty stimulation. Let's talk mm-hmm. booty mm-hmm. sex. Let's talk yeah. booty yeah. sex because booty sex is, is, again, you know, booty sex can run the gamut from um, a smack on the ass, a couple of smacks on the ass, uh, to fingers, to tongues, mm-hmm. to uh, toys, and to insertion of um, penises. Yep. Right? I have a, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, um, I, when I'm, t- cause I do sell sex toys for a living and when I'm talking about, um, backdoor toys, and of course you see half the audience just like tighten up and, and I say, listen, you may not be into penetration, but let's be real. If somebody at- runs a finger or a tongue, you know, you're like, Ooh, stop that. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Just, okay. Just a little bit though. Right. And that's because we have so many nerve endings in that area and um, I, I have a theory that the more something gets used, the less, um, the less sensitive it becomes. So like the first time you kiss somebody, kissing was such an amazing sensation. And then the first time somebody touched your boob, you were just like, woo, right? And each level. And then so that's kind of the final frontier for a lot of people. <laughs> Not really the final, but... I yeah. mean, that's the last thing that for most people that haven't hasn't been touched. So there's so much sensitivity. What's interesting to me is that, that we still have such taboos around it. Right. You know, like it's still such a big taboo subject. Right. Um, right. People, you know, uh, and the number of times. Oh, well, if you like that, you're gay. No, no. everybody's ass is sensitive, period. There it is. Everybody's ass is sensitive. Well, and on a guy, I mean, their prostate gland is, you know. Let's talk that. Yeah, right. their version of the G-spot, so. Yep, and that's the easiest way to get to the prostate. Mm-hmm. And you can rub from the outside by um, hitting the other side of the prostate by rubbing the perineum. And, and for those of you who don't know, that's the area of flesh between the balls and the anus. Right. And on a woman between the back of the vulva and the anus. Yeah. Um, also, but, sometimes you called the taint. Taint. <laughs> the taint. What? Taint, taint ass, taint balls. <laughs> taint ass, taint balls. I love it. That's wonderful. <laughs> We've got that. I like that. So, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I'd never heard that before. So, um, you know, it is, you know, to, to, to stimulate the prostate is absolutely breathtaking for guys it's really hot it's wonderful if they allow themselves to experience it and to relax it doesn't yeah. and relax it does not mean any fucking thing about your sexual orientation Mm-mm. not at all nothing zero zilch has nothing to do with your sexual orientation yeah i still can't believe people think that every orientation of guy has an ass that can be stimulated and really enjoyed and has a prostate that can be stimulated and really enjoyed. So just some, like women, it doesn't mean anything about you. Right. It doesn't mean anything. Um, statistically, I think 40% of people have tried anal play before 25%. It's on their regularly scheduled uh, encounters. So maybe right. it's not every weekend, but it's, you know, anniversary, birthday, Christmas, Valentine's Day. So, yeah, so a quarter of people, like, think about that. That's a right, lot right. of people that enjoy this. And I bet it would be a lot more if people weren't so, like, frightened and didn't think so much of it is a taboo. So um, we're, we're a few minutes from break. Uh, 
Well, we have you know, ways to approach this that can make this easier and actually make it a lot of fun and enjoyable as opposed to being painful. And we're getting rid of some of the myths around booty sex because people <clears throat> have these really weird ideas about what's going to happen and, you know, and, and, right. and how awfully painful it is. But, um, you know, yes, it is an area that you need to take more time with. Right. <clears throat> Three things. Conversation, <clears throat> relaxation, yeah. lubrication, lubrication, lots of, lots of lubrication. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're still saying it. We said the same thing last week, people. Lube. Keep it slippery. Can't have too much lube. Cannot have too much lube. And certainly if you're going to be playing with your ass, lube is essential because unlike the vagina, you're not producing lubricant. Right. I mean, there is little bits, right? The body will produce little bits, but it's like nothing. Right. Um, whereas right. vagina will lubricate. It's not going to lubricate. So you've got to put in lube and you've got to, again, be careful what kind of lube you're using, depending on if you're using condoms. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and unless you are fluid bonded to this person, you best be using condoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're using condoms, then, um, you know, you need to be careful. You can't use silicone based lube with a silicone condom. Right. Right. Um, or if you're not, and then you might want to use water-based lube. Mm-hmm. And I'll, 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 I'll want to know what you think about that in terms of um, which actually makes things easier, which actually is better, et cetera, et cetera. And then we do want to talk about rimming because that's a, such a forbidden subject. But again, it's something loads of people enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back, everybody, to the A to Z of sex. This is the final part of B is for boobs, balls, and booty. And I am with Raylene Taskowski. And I I did it right all the time this week. Yep. I'm rather pleased. Um, and so we were talking before the break. We were going to talk about um, a, a bit more about booty sex. Um, and Raylene, you were saying that you wanted to talk about um, sex toys. Yeah. Um, so... There are two main kinds of anal toys, um, one of which is uh, anal beads and the other ones are butt plugs. And I have come across a number of women who will say, well, I tried the anal beads and they didn't do anything for me. And, and I would say, well, that's really because the anal beads were designed to stimulate a prostate gland, which you don't have. 
And that does not mean that some women can't find pleasure from uh, anal beads, but the reality is they're going to have more enjoyment from a butt plug because it has um, a different shape and it creates a feeling of fullness um, and it, it just stays where it is. Whereas your anal beads are designed to go in and stimulate the prostate gland. And then when your partner is getting near orgasm, you pull them out very slowly and very gently, not like you're starting a lawnmower, (laughs) pull them out. And as they're going through, they'll hit the prostate gland, intensifying the orgasm. And so knowing the difference in the toys will help you make a better decision. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for that, because actually I didn't even know that, right? See, I learned something all the time, too, um, and, and mostly because I never really particularly got into to anal beads. So I didn't right? I didn't really pay attention to them. Um, and, but butt plugs are nice. And then there's also vibrating butt plugs, guys. Yes. And there's heated vibrating butt plugs as well. There's so, also a butt plug that uh, that my company sells that has this delicious little circly it vibrates but it also has this little nubbin that just rotates on the inside um that i've heard is like there's one that there's an oral sex toy that does it's supposed to simulate oral sex that's what that nubbin's doing yeah it's simulating no this is inside so the toy goes in and then like the nubbin is like right where the prostate gland would probably be um, oh to really get that in there but wow. a lot of women are enjoying that too because it's a more it's more of a slender plug versus a right a, what do you call it like an arrow shaped plug yeah there are loads and, and guys look, listen there are plugs that are really easy to take and then there are huge things mm-hmm. and sometimes and particularly if you're frightened of anal sex and you're worried about um, um, pain you know if you tense up you will cramp right if you right, tense right. up when when somebody tries to penetrate you then you'll cramp and you'll have nasty cramps. And sometimes you can think about like if you've gone to the toilet and it's been particularly difficult, if you've ever had cramps like that, I mean, that's what will happen, right? And as doctors ask us to remember that you, that really the, the function is to push stuff out, not have stuff pushed in. And so um, you, you've got to go about it in a way that will allow yourself to relax. So, right. you know, it can be useful to use toys starting with a more narrow toy to get used to it. Um, and, and graduating before you try and put a full penis in. So people look at the toys and like, wow, that's huge. And I'm like, it's significantly smaller than a penis. So, you know, if you're, if that's where you're wanting to go, start small, work your way up and, um, always be able to comfortable talking to your partner to say, stop or yes, yes, this is okay. Um, and there's nothing wrong with using a, uh, desensitizing cream. You want one that's desensitizing, not making it numb. People say to me all the time, like, is this going to make it numb? You don't want it numb. You want to be able to feel it. Yes. But you might want something to help, you know, help your initial reaction to be like, no, 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 no. Right. So, so a desensitizing cream could be helpful. And then as we said earlier, lots and lots and lots of lubricant. Yep. Yep. Definitely keep it slippery. So, and so let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, using a tongue to stimulate um so otherwise known as rimming so yes this is an anus and even if somebody washes themselves really cleanly and even if they like clean themselves out like they would for a colonoscopy so like they're spotless Mm -hmm. the reality is is that we have more germs there because that's where we get rid of waste so um you are best off using a dental dam using some a barrier to lick around the area because you're taking a risk of infection if you don't. That's a good use for a dental dam. I always wondered what they were for. <laughs> well, they're for, you know, they're for that. You use a dental yes. dam for that and for, um, for cunnilingus, um, which for those of you who don't know, that's when you go down on a woman, give oral sex to a woman. Right. But, um, but yeah, dental dams are really good. That's a really good use of the dental dam. Other people use saran wrap and things. Uh, Nah. First of all, let's be clear about this. It's really easy to poke your tongue through saran wrap. <laughs> it's because I can't accidentally. <laughs> Maybe if we're trying to do it accidentally, but I've definitely gotten stuck in inside saran wrap before. And it and it saran wrap tastes like dental dams. They at least try to make tastes nice, right? Oh, all right. You get flavors. You can get flavored dental dams, right? Um, 
And, but saran wrap tastes nasty. Okay, I'm just saying it does. It tastes nasty. That reminds me, I was talking at a show the other day about um, uh, booty ease or, uh, you know, some sort of relaxation gel. And, yeah. and I said, when I first started doing this, I was like, why in the world is it flavored? Who would want a flavored butthole? And then after like two months of being a consultant, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's what they're doing. All right. <laughs> and so let's be really clear about this. Analingus is, is really pleasurable. Lots of people really enjoy it. Um, and it's really just about, again, knowing what risk level you want to take. Protect yourself and know what risk level you want to take. You know, some people are like, I know that there's a risk, but I, I don't want a barrier. Fine. That's right. You know what you're doing when you do that. So making sure that you're really clear. So, guys, we are actually five minutes from the end of this show, um, believe it or not. So I really want to thank um Ballsy, again, for sponsoring the show. Um, don't forget the, to use the code A to Z20. So that's A-T-O-Z-20 and grab a great Valentine's Day gift. And there's even the Incredibles Heart gift set, which has three nut rub solid colognes, including a limited edition Valentine's Day scent called Drifts and Dunes. So head over to ballwash.com and grab that for your for yourself. If you are in the UK on the 26th of February, I am having a secret supper. We're going to be talking about all manner of things to do with relationships and creating the relationship that you want. If you want an invite, please do email me. Also, stay tuned wherever you are in the world because I'm starting a membership group that will be a monthly private membership group where you'll get loads of content and you'll get loads of time with me. So keep an eye and an ear out for the details because that's coming up within the next six weeks and there will be a special offer for the start of that um, program. Thanks again, Raylene. Can you tell them again where they can find you? Yes, you can uh, find me on my website, standupcomedysexed.com. And if you're in the New England area, I have a show coming up at the Guard Theater in New London um, on February 28th. And that'll be a stand-up comedy sex ed show uh, where I talk about all things sex and make jokes. It's a combination of a comedy show, a sex ed class, and uh, an adult toy show all in one. So, so listen, guys, I saw um, a, a short video clip of this show and it is hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Go and learn something and enjoy it at the same time. Next week, the letter is C and C is for conscious sex. And I'm going to be having Patty, who was International Ms. Leather 2014, to talk all about conscious sex with me. And that should be an absolute blast. If you celebrate Valentine's Day, have a lovely, wonderful, romantic, and hot day tomorrow. But don't wait until a holiday to show the person that you're into how much you're into them. Make time every day, every day, even if it's only five or 10 minutes to be totally present and do something a little sexy and a little romantic. I look forward to seeing all of you and hearing all of you next week. Have a great one. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week. 